This is the Blackout Podcast. Hey, welcome to the Blackout Podcast, where I get to talk with amazing people that do amazing things, and I'm very, very blessed to have my friend Bahir here today, um, and I'll just let you take it off from here. Tell me a bit more about yourself. All right. Well, my name is Bahia, and um, by trade, I am an industrial engineer, but I kind of have been on a very unique journey since 2013. Mm. And although I still work one day a week um, as a professional, I spend the rest of my time uh, doing guided meditations and energy work. So energy work is? Energy work, um, you know, it's a very broad, uh, I want to say discipline. Um, There's a lot of terms that people will refer to like Reiki, or Reiki. Um, and I don't necessarily have a term for what I do. It's very unique. Mm. It's very individualized. Um, but if I had to put some sort of label on it, I would call it uh, shamanic healing. Oh, okay. Yes. So, so uh, what kind of people come to you? Um, well, there's a range of people. Mm. Uh, this morning, I had a session with uh, a 10 year old girl. Oh, and wow. her father, uh, both separately. Yeah. Um, but I have um, a lot of people who tend to want to see me are those who feel stuck. Mm. So there's something that they can't quite explain. Something's going on, a pattern in their life they can't quite break. Mm. They can't move forward. Um, they just feel like it's out of their control. And then somehow through... Word of mouth, they'll hear about me, and they'll come into my, I call it my magic room. (laughs) And um, in my magic room, things just happen. Mm. Yeah. And it's hard to put into words because I, if I had to use a word, it's transcendence. Mm. So it's something that kind of bypasses the, the cognitive mind, and it brings us into another state of consciousness. Mm. And it's um, very powerful very individualized because we're all different when you think about our fingerprints each one of us has a unique fingerprint Mm -hmm. so each one of us has a unique energy signature and what i've discovered through my own personal journey is i just have this gift of reading people's energy Mm. and then being able to work within so many different realms of sound predominantly Mm. but also now working more with my hands um, Mm. and color therapy which is very fascinating in and of itself but to to begin to move energy through the body yeah talking about moving energy the the, the thing you you spoke about saying um everyone has a type of energy and when there's space they leave a bit of that there and then you do this cleansing yes different ways of doing that um, I'm a firm believer of, I call it like spiritual hygiene. <laughs> so <laughs> we have personal hygiene. So yep. we have a shower, we brush our teeth. Um, there's also bits of us that we kind of leave behind. So we have these auric fields or these luminous fields. So we have our energy inside of ourselves, but it kind of, um, 
when we're engaged with other people, our energies start to merge and we start to uh, collaborate and create something very unique mm. in and of itself, a connection. Mm -hmm. And in that connection, when we separate and we leave, it's almost like we leave sediment behind, you know, just little pieces of, I call them like light fragments. Mm. Uh, so what I like to do like before my sessions, even in my daily practice, is I will clear the energy of a room, of a space, um, before I start my day, when I end my day, and in between um, sessions with people. So what would be the process of that? Okay, so you had a guest here before I arrived, and... I did bring some Palo Santo, but we we're not going to light it up in here. We'll, mm -hmm. we'll not set the fire alarm off. But, <laughs> um, I My preference is to use smoke. So people use sage, Palo yeah. Santo, and they'll light it and then they'll clear a room. Okay. And usually when you clear a room, you'll either let a window or a door open for just a bit to let that energy leave. Yep. Um, if you don't have access to smoke, you can use sound because sound breaks up energy as well. And you'll notice a lot of people have chimes. So chimes are actually a really good way. If you've noticed if there's any tense energy in a room or you've just had an argument with somebody, you've left some heavy stuff there. Mm. So what you'd like to do, and I don't know if you want me to use Yes, my, sure, please. So I can use one of my koshis that I use in my guided meditations. But I would just take a chime and just kind of walk around a room and clear the energy that way and just break up anything that's been left behind. Mm. Yeah, so if somebody was, like, holding on to any anger, frustration, or sadness, they can leave, that's what I call the sediment, they can leave that behind. Mm. And then people who are highly sensitive or empaths, like myself, can come and absorb it, just like a sponge. Mm. And then they don't know why, all of a sudden, in a room, they start to feel upset or angry or sad. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So that's clearing space like clearing energy so i'm gonna rewind a bit because yes. you said your journey started in 2013 what mm -hmm. what what led you on the what happened right um well it's very interesting because you know growing up it i was um a very wild child as a uh, very young so i was always into things wanting to discover things um and my parents immigrated from Tunisia in North Africa. So they built this real estate business and they were very busy. And my father um, suffered from bipolar. So he had mental illness. So it was a very interesting childhood. Mm -hmm. It was almost like I learned at a very young age to just always be cautious and on high alert. So I became highly sensitive very young. So I just kind of knew when to avoid certain rooms and to kind of, it's almost like walking on eggshells. Mm. Um, and then what I noticed as I started getting older, that spunk and fire that I had inside of me just slowly started to die and go within. Mm. So I just kind of kept to myself more. I spent a lot of time in my room because I just wanted to avoid people, mm. um, just to avoid. And, and at that time, I didn't understand it. It's energy, you know. Mm. Um, so I got older. I did what my father asked me to do. I went and took engineering, graduated as an industrial engineer, um, found a job, got married, had the kids, you know, all the things that people say you do. Mm. And I thought I was quote unquote happy, but there was something inside of me that I wasn't honoring. And, you know, the I call it the universe, but the universe will always give you little nudges. Mm. And so they'll put these little um, crises in your path to see how you handle them. But I ignored all of mine. <laughs> ah, right? So yeah. it was like, 
you know, something would happen and then I would just go, oh, you know, I don't have time for that. I can't deal with that now. Mm -hmm. I just have to keep going. Mm -hmm. And I call it the hamster wheel. So we're just kind of in this <laughs> hamster wheel. Of what? Right? Just running and just, going nowhere. We're just going. You know, we're just doing what we have to do because that's what society tells us to do. Yeah. Um, but then in 2013, something happened and um, everything that... I thought I knew ceased to exist. I was at work and uh, I had just come back from a girl's trip in South Beach. There was a lot of partying mm. and there was six females. Um, and, you know, I thought maybe I was coming back a little bit dehydrated or hungover. Um, but I was sitting at my desk and then all of a sudden I just started shaking mm. and nothing felt right inside. And so I had one of my coworkers um, drive me to my doctor and I didn't have that serious. Oh yeah. Wow. I was panicking. I was having like, I would call it an extreme anxiety attack at that time. That's what I, I knew it to be. Mm. Um, but now I call it a spiritual breakthrough. So essentially what had started was my, um, inner revolution mm. <laughs> that day. Um, so I went to the doctor, I didn't have an appointment and you can just imagine I'm, back from South Beach, so I'm like kind of tanned, a little burnt because I fell asleep on the beach <laughs> after a little too much uh, vodka. Um, so I was slightly burnt on the face and um, I was shaking, I was crying. And this particular doctor's office, there's like multiple doctors, so there's like 100 people in the waiting room and I have to walk through a sea of people staring at me. Um, so I just went to the receptionist and said, I need to see my doctor now. And she goes, do you have an appointment? I said, no, but just tell her it's Bahia and I need to see her now. Mm. And she went back. And because of the history of my father, um, I knew she would see me. Mm -hmm. So I had to wait. And so I just, I remember, I remember it so clear. I was just standing up against a pillar and there was just tears like streaming down my face because I didn't know what was happening to me. Mm -hmm. I couldn't rationalize it you know as an as an engineer everything has a process it has an <laughs> equation you can you can analyze it and it has a probable outcome yeah this i there's no manual there's no there's nothing mm. there there's complete chaos mm -hmm. inside so my doctor saw me and i when she saw me i just started crying and she sent me home to sleep for two days and in those two days I can still remember how uncomfortable it was to be in my body. Like my brain was racing, my my physical body was shaking, and I didn't understand why. Mm. Um, and the only thing that felt good was for me to like lay on the ground. And I did this all intuitively. I didn't know why I was doing it. I just had to find a way to feel safe. Mm. And so I would just lay on the floor and just lay on the floor. And I'd look up at the ceiling and then just tears would just stream. Mm. It was just a clearing. Something was happening. Yeah. So in a couple of days, I went back to my doctor and she gave me two choices. Um, she said, you can, I can give you a prescription for clonazepam. Mm. And I said, no. <sighs> and like, just, I was like, no. Because mm. inside of me, I had seen the effects of what medication did with my father and the numbing of the feelings of the emotions. Um, and then the, the volatility of um, his moods. And I didn't want that. I wanted something deep inside of me. It was like, I have to figure this out mm. because I don't want to numb it. I just told her whatever this feeling is that's sitting right here, I want it out. 
So she goes, okay, so if you don't want to take the prescription, then um, go to yoga. And I was like, well, I don't do yoga. (laughs) I'm not a yogi. Like at that time I was wearing like tight jeans, heels. I drove an Escalade and I listened to hip hop. Like in my mind, we don't do yoga. I was like, is there anything else? (laughs) um, She's like, make a list of everything you do. So I made a list of everything I did and we did it together and it was about this long. So Mm -hmm. it, it surpassed a sheet of eight and eight and a half by 11. And not one of those things was for myself. Oh, it was for everybody else. You know, it's funny. I was just, I, I was actually on the driving today. I was listening to a song and, and I just said, there are so many people that are, they fix everything for everybody. Yeah. And the one person they forget to think about is themselves. So yep. yeah, that's what happened. And that's when I started, um, that was my aha moment. Mm. That's when it became clear where I didn't know who I was. Mm. I couldn't see myself in this sea of things that I was doing for other people mm-hmm. because that's what I was conditioned to believe made me valuable. Ah, gotcha. So that's what that. And so in that moment, I had realized it's time to make a change. And I decided to make that change on my own, on my own terms uh, without the aid of medication. Mm. Uh, well, I did use a couple bottles of wine. <laughs> it helped a little bit. But um, I, I can now say that I, I no longer drink alcohol because it, it's something, you know, on your journey as you start to go more inward mm. and to learn more about yourself and you start to honor yourself and to see all of the places where you've betrayed yourself, mm. things start to fall away. Certain people start to fall away. Isn't I a little bit heavy though? Uh-huh. Yeah, you call I call them dark nights of the soul moments where uh-huh. you have to look at yourself with such awareness but also compassion which we don't have mm. for ourselves. Uh, but I had to get real and I had to start to take accountability for my life and the choices that I was making because a lot of us tend to project I'm not happy because so and so did this and it's like, well, You allowed that behavior to happen. So what is it within you that's allowing somebody to treat you that way or to act in that manner? Mm -hmm. So once I started taking accountability for my life and my choices, Mm. things got real. And, you know, people around me started to get a little pissed, (laughs) lost a few friends. Um, But then what happened is, you know, with every closing of a cycle, so whenever a door closes, there's another door waiting to open. Mm. And this I can guarantee anybody out there who's afraid to make a change. Anytime you close a door, another door will always open. Oh, man, it's scary, though. It is. It's <laughs> terrifying. I, there were so many nights I was so afraid because I didn't understand anything. Um, and I went a whole year with a racing mind. So my my process of releasing all of the trauma in my body. So what I had come to realize through this whole process is that we're more than just physical beings. Mm. You know, we have a physical vessel um, that houses our soul, our spirit, and people can use different terms, whatever you want to call it. But we are light Mm. and we are light that incarnate in a human body for a small, short amount of time to have an experience. And within our physical vessel, We also have an emotional body 
an emotional pain body. And that's what stores all of our soul memories, all of the trauma, everything we've ever gone through mm. gets lodged in there. And what happens is when we don't honor those feelings and those, those instances in our lives, it creates a block. Mm. And those blocks accumulate. It's almost like when you buy a record and you play the record and it skips and it goes... Ksh, ksh, Mm. that's what happens in our body too. Oh. We get little scratches and dents in our, in our, our spinning music of life. And through my own process of healing, I discovered my own innate gifts where I'm able to go into people to help find where that static is and that blocked energy is. That's correct. And we release it and we heal it. Yeah. Isn't that heavy for you? Cause you know, I, okay, so I'm, I'm thinking um, you feel part of what they're feeling. Do, mm -hmm. do, doesn't it get too much? And how do you now, after you've done this for these people, for all the people you do for, how do you now take care of yourself? Right. Well, that was, you know, that's what I had been doing in the beginning of my journey. I was like in training. Mm. So by healing myself and by learning to work with my own darkness, it's almost like I, I can call myself a shadow worker in a sense, because we're all made up of light and dark. Mm. Um, but a lot of us don't want to look at the dark. So those are the areas we repress within ourselves. We don't want to see those parts of ourselves. Mm. So whenever I would go in and look at an aspect of myself and heal that, it's like I then have healing codes. So if you think about like a computer, mm -hmm. uh, we have the motherboard and we have all of these programs running. Well, then there's viruses in there. Mm -hmm. So I went into my own human computer and I started healing all of my viruses so when I do that I start to have the antibody energetically because gotcha. we're energetic beings yeah. so it's almost like two I like to use analogies in case you didn't notice analogies are great <laughs> but um, you know like the iPhone when we do the eye drop yeah. so it's like when I've healed something I now have the antibody so when someone comes in within my energy field we start to s create this thing called harmonic resonance yeah. so we will start finding this frequency together and then whatever's still unhealed within you that holds darkness, wherever I've brought light into mine, I can then filter you with light. Do they have to be open? Absolutely. Um, if you first, if you don't feel like this is something that is real, then it's not real. Mm. That's number one. And um, most of the people who come to me who have, and very huge transformational shifts. Like, mm -hmm. uh, it's phenomenal what's happening in my magic room. But um, it it hits you at a cellular level, like right down to the DNA. It's like it's almost like we're reprogramming, recalibrating you at a cellular level. Mm. Um, but most people have to be able to feel. So if you've numbed your body or if you're taking meds or you're on plant medicine, so if you come to me, really high mm. i can't help you because you're not in you're in an altered state i need you sober i need you clean and i need you open and i need you feeling because you have we have to get into the emotional pain body mm -hmm. that's where the trauma is locked and if i can't do it with my voice alone i bring my tools so i have sound vibration okay. so a lot a lot of us are in a really kind of low dense vibration mm. and that is rooted a lot of times in fear fear to close the door mm. so if we're holding on to anger resentment fear grief shame guilt that's a low heavy vibration it's almost like walking through molasses right oh man once you start to 
shed that energy and start to heal those aspects of yourself yeah. and you start vibrating a bit higher you know there's these terms vibrate higher how does one do that by bringing the awareness to themselves so to stop looking outside of your life but to start looking inside mm. of you and to start bringing more light into those areas of yourself that you've kind of repressed or kind of rejected then you start vibrating higher. You start to bring in more love, more joy, more openness, more creativity. And in that energy, when you start vibrating higher, that's when things start to fall away. Because you no longer need those items where um, they're almost like distractions. Oh. So I'd call them like ways to false ground. So when somebody feels upset or something, they'll just have to go and buy something. <laughs> Right? Yeah. To make them feel better. It's like a temporary fix. It's like a hit. Like for actually, once you... Once you tap your card is it go, it's gone done yeah and yeah exactly um and for me it was um wine i loved wine so and when i opened a bottle uh and i'd have a glass it would turn into two and you have to finish the bottle so i would find ways to make myself feel comfortable in my own skin mm. yeah wow um so so you had that experience and then you wrote that list and you found out you weren't doing anything for yourself. What did you do from there on? I learned to say no. <laughs> That's what I did. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, I think there should be a course in schools for people just to say no. Especially, it, it's it's good that um, helping people is, is great. But mm -hmm. my own analogy for that is when you're in a plane... They say when the gas mask comes on, you have to put your own first, right? Because if you don't put your own first, like, leave your baby. Your baby will be okay for the two seconds you're going to put that thing on your face. So if you're not okay, you're not going to fix anything for anyone. That's right. Yeah. So um, learning how to say no is also uh, learning how to create healthy boundaries. Mm. Healthy, but I didn't have boundaries. So, you know, because I wasn't taught to to love and honor myself like as an oldest child of an immigrant family the the conditioned beliefs that were programmed in me were you're the oldest you have to take care of everybody you are responsible you know i was babysitting my brother and sister when i was in grade four mm. my parents were busy and they did create a financially stable life for us mm. um but the that sense of family and love and nurturing energy wasn't necessarily always there mm when parents are just trying to survive and there's no fault or blame when I share this, yeah, yeah. it's just, it's the truth. Yeah. It's, it's, that's how life was. So as a child, this is what you learn. And so through this whole awakening process, my inner revolution, I had to unlearn everything. Wow. Oh man, that's a difficult process. Very difficult. But it's actually to me personally, I think it's actually more difficult to unlearn something than to learn it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because in the unlearning is where you start to feel the shame and the guilt. Um, and then, you know, people start looking at you different. When I was on my healing path, I was trying to debunk everything. Like, I didn't know why when I held a crystal, I'd start vibrating. Like, I thought it was bullshit. I mm. was like, what is this? So I would find articles because in my engineering mind, it was like, but here, this isn't real. Yeah. This is fake. And I'm yeah. like, well, why is my body reacting? Why am I vibrating? Why is this energy moving inside of me? Mm. I had to learn. Um, and I did do some shamanic studies in Vancouver, which is where I birthed my sacred 
drum Braveheart. Um, and I also did some transpersonal hypnotherapy and past life regression training in New York. Mm-hmm. And it was in those areas where I learned how to um, heal myself and find people that I could trust. Mm-hmm. Energy is a very sensitive thing. You know, when you go to get your hair done or to wax, you're going to go to somebody who has a, you know, who's qualified, who has a good reputation and who you trust. Mm. It's the same with energy workers. Um, you have to be very mindful of who you're going in there with and allowing them to, you know, work with your energy. Yeah. It's really good to know how far they've met themselves, you know, what their spiritual hygiene is and what their belief systems are. Because if they're still operating in a fear-based mentality then they're going to instill fear in your session yeah i'm running in pure love so everything for me is from a healed state Mm. and when i work with people i'm a complete conduit so i'm not ego is not involved at all i just get to work and i'm honoring you it's very sacred and i'm just like I said, it's hard to put into words. You just have to experience it. <laughs> I just, yeah. whatever comes in, whatever I'm shown, yeah. I share and I just start doing. And everybody has a very unique and different experience. Mm. Not one person has removed, have I removed trauma from people the exact same way. Yeah. Well, I was going to actually ask that uh, because the city level of trauma, someone that has just one super negative experience and someone that from when they were two, it's been trauma till they are 40. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, there has to be differences between how you work with those. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, this is why I feel like I do the group meditations, because there are people that have had one on one sessions with me where they get like the big breakthrough Mm. but there's always the layers and the residual and so when i offer these group meditations it's more than just a meditation this is like group healing it's it's energy healing and it's not just coming from me it's coming from the whole group collectively Mm. so something happens with our energies when we all start to merge we create this this container of power Mm. and it's there when if you're if you're holding an intention that you want to shift or move through something you can do it Our minds are so powerful. And when we start to realize that, you know, we've given our power away to so many people Mm -hmm. or situations in life, when we begin to take our power back and we bring it back inside of us, Mm. we then become the creators or the directors of our own life. Um, So do you feel, I guess, with a group, is is it more work than... compared to working with an individual? I thought it would be, but it's not. Mm. It's actually quite fascinating because it's kind of what happened when I started doing the guided meditations at Flow. Mm. So Flow is this modern meditation studio that opened in August. They no longer have a physical space location that they're going to be doing pop-ups. And that's where the collaboration with Lululemon is coming for the 100-person meditation. So when I started doing the meditations... um, at flow they were originally supposed to be an hour Mm. but i would always bring an oracle card and everyone could pick a message but what i started realizing is when i guide people through meditations Mm -hmm. if you're open um you'll reach altered states Mm -hmm. and you'll start accessing um soul memories and so we had to as people were sharing their experiences Mm -hmm. we're going oh my god i saw this and this happened and then we'd work through it 
And it was through there that I started seeing the power of the transformation between the group. Ah, so we're like a soul family now. Gotcha. And the amount of healing that has taken place, like these meditations are more than just that. You know, I'm, we're going to be, I'm launching something new now uh, where I'm going to be hosting more of these. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to be calling them Inner Revolution. So whoever's ready to, you know, look at themselves at a deeper level, mm. this is the place to be. It's a safe place space and it's going to give you an opportunity if you're really ready to move into a newer version of yourself Mm -hmm. and to heal at a cellular level so it's not just putting a band-aid on it we're healing it all the way down Mm. to the core so that you're no longer charged by something so you know if something happens to you and you relive the memory and you Mm -hmm. go oh that happened yeah well there's something about the work that i do that we go back in and we clear the charge so there's no longer it becomes neutral. Mm. So you can go back and revisit that memory and you're like, oh, that happened. Yeah. So you've healed it at its core. Yeah. So then you just see it now outside of you as a past memory. Instead of something that resides within, instead of it becoming your thing. That's right. Because we've now released it from the emotional pain body. Mm. So do you want to tell me a little bit more about the 100 people? Yep with lululemon absolutely so this is going to be the largest meditation in halifax and it's taking place sunday march 10th from six to eight and this particular meditation is going to be um just a very general introduction Mm. to meditation okay so we'll i'll be working so are you going to be using any of these things on the day yes like which one well my specialty is sound then that's yeah sound let's sound away so uh i when I do my meditations, I always start with the drum, Braveheart. Yeah, so give me a little bit of background about Braveheart before okay. we... yeah. Sure. Braveheart is a sacred drum that I birthed in Vancouver. Mm. As she carries healing medicine, and the medicine that she carries is uh, rabbit and cobra. Mm. So um, on our... For anyone who takes the spiritual path and wants to learn more about themselves, you will begin to realize that we are all connected in this planet Earth. Everything has a message for us. The elements, water, earth, rocks, trees, um, the cosmos, the stars, they're all messengers, as are animals. Mm. So animals, when we can connect into the energy of animals, they have um, personality traits that offer us messages. So with the rabbit, the rabbit is the collar of fears and cobra is the energy of transformation. So when you think about serpent energy, serpents are constantly shedding skin, yeah, clearing out the old. Mm. So what Braveheart, her medicine is, is she calls out the fears and then the cobra energy comes in and transforms and sheds the skin. And so when I do my... Uh, meditations I'll always start with some drum but I always start with a body scan and then when I get people nice and relaxed we do a little drumming a Mm. journey and that's where people who are um, really open can you know reach altered states and some people stay present in the room and they're just having a very physical sensations in their Mm. body they'll notice that there was a sharp pain that they had that they came in with that kind of popped and is now gone or they'll have tightness around their head and then that releases Mm. That's energy moving and shifting. Our bodies already know what to do. Mm -hmm. We just have to find the stillness to allow 
it to heal itself. Yeah. And sound can do that. Because what sound does is it goes into the conscious mind and it kind of allows it to just kind of take a back seat. Mm. It kind of distracts it because our conscious mind is our ego. And so it's trying to distract us and, mm -hmm. you know, keep us scattered. And But the subconscious, which is what lives deeper inside of us, already mm. knows what we need. And, and so, how long have you had Braveheart? Braveheart, I've had her since 2015. Oh, okay. So she's going on four years. And through her, I've had some pretty intense um, shamanic journeys myself mm. where I've retrieved sounds that I use. So I chant and songs have come out through her that I use in my healing sessions as well. I remember you, uh, when we met, you told me a story about actually taking it into... Um to an indigenous settlement yes absolutely well, yeah. so um i've actually worked um with some of the ladies from the millbrook community and there was a, a ladies retreat where i was invited to bring uh braveheart and wow. my gifts to the community and i was able to offer a wonderful weekend of healing for 15 uh indigenous women how is that because you know i mean you're not indigenous but nope. yeah no, but I feel like we're all indigenous and this is kind of where I might lose a lot of people and that's okay because mm. um, this is my belief system and this is why my website is www.universalhuman.ca. Mm. So because of the work that I've done in the healing and the self-realization and the level that I've gotten to in my own consciousness, mm -hmm. I see us all as universal beings. So nobody owns the earth. Nobody owns anything. We're all visitors. And we all are the same. Mm. But we've all come and inhabited different bodies, different cultures, because we're here having different experiences. Mm. Because we want to understand ourselves from a different perspective. Mm. So when I was doing, you know, my healing journey and, you know, learning all of these different things... In our DNA, there's, you know, over seven generations locked inside. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Yeah. And in our soul memories and our Akasha records, we have from our very first incarnation, you know, this, the work that I do, it kind of bypasses the cognitive mind. Mm. And it's energy that I feel like I've done, you know, thousands of years ago. It sounds so twisted, but it's just old energy that is... It doesn't belong to anybody. It's just universal life force. Mm. And when you've been given the gift through awareness and consciousness, this isn't just something that happens for me. It can happen to anyone who wants to take the journey deep within to see what their unique gifts are. Yeah. And so for me, I don't, I don't see culture. I don't see color. I just see light. Okay, so you want to tell me a little bit more about these other guys, the yes. crystal and the cards and the... Do I have my Koshi chimes? <laughs> so the Koshis people love. It's kind of like having a soul massage. So after the drumming, which is really intense for some people, yeah, we kind of bathe them in the Koshis, which are very soft. And then I have my tuning forks, which... I don't use these in the meditations. I do use these sometimes in my one-on-one -on -one sessions. Okay. These kind of go in. I don't know if you'd like me to put it on your sure. hand. So, Oh, just hold it. Yeah, these are weighted forks where you can oh. touch the body. So can okay. you feel that vibration? Yeah, 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 I did. Yeah. So 
a lot of the times when I check people's energy to see if there's anything stuck, I'll hold it here and I'll ask them how high up the arm do they feel it? Oh, okay. I'm not going to answer that. Okay. That's okay. <laughs> but usually if the energy is flowing, it can go all the way up and yeah. some people will feel it all the way down. So that's an open channel. If okay. it gets stuck anywhere along the body, that's when I start pulling energy. Okay. So that's what I use the, the tuning forks for. Okay. Yeah. And the crystals? Yeah. So the crystals, I see crystals now and I surround myself with a lot of crystals. But crystals are like, if you think about it, USBs. So they've been around for millions, billions of years mm. and they hold all of the energy of the earth. So when we actually mine these crystals, you know, when you look inside of them, you know, there's, there's energy locked in here. And so when we hold them, when we meditate with them, when we surround ourselves with them, it's like whatever vibration or frequency these crystals are holding. Okay. It's that harmonic resonance, you know, the iPhone drop that I was talking about earlier, yeah. where we start to acclimate to the energies of these. Mm -hmm. I remember when I first started working with crystals, my body was vibrating and I couldn't understand it. And I would sleep with them by my bed and I could remember at nighttime, I could just feel like ripples running through my brain. It mm -hmm. was just like this zzz, zzz, and I'm like, I don't know what the fuck's happening. But <laughs> I just don't surrender to this. Whatever it is, there's some sort of downloading happening. It was fucked. But it was real for me. It's yeah. my truth. And, yeah. um, Truth can only be known by direct experience. Yeah. And I truly believe that this is not for everybody. Um, but the ones who it is for, they find me. And good shit happens to them. Uh, yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, and so I'm, I've made peace with that. I know that this isn't everybody's uh, cup of tea. But uh, it's, very, it's a very effective way to uh, learn more about who you are. Mm. Yeah. And this card, do you use them a lot on your stories? Yeah. So I do message of the day. People fucking love them. I love, <laughs> I like, I love the feedback that people give me when they're like, oh my God, the message of the day totally resonated. And this is all energy. Yeah. So when you're holding an intention and you pick a card, I'm just closing my eyes and saying, you know, what is the message for today? What do people need to hear? Mm. And I just put my hand in. And so you, let's get one. Oh, okay, you're going to do it. <laughs> And before we started, I picked a card from my Oracle deck that we can read to close off the show. Oh, okay. Right. So you're going to close your eyes. Okay, sure. Close your eyes. you gotta, you got to do the energy hygiene now. All right. Okay, okay, okay. So hold an intention for yourself. Like, what is the energy? What is the message that uh, will serve everyone's highest good today? You take a moment. You connect into your heart. Mm -hmm. And when you feel ready, you put your hand in. And you just, you know, feel it out. There might be a buzzing sensation or... You'll just know. You decide. Mm. And so when you feel it's time, you can put your hand in the bowl. Eyes still closed? Yeah. Go for it. Here, right. I'll put your hand there. Okay. There you go. You know, sometimes one comes out, sometimes two or three. Is that the one? Yeah, that's the one. Okay. Do we going to read it? Release. Uh, release. Oh, wow. Okay. So that's the message for today. As soon as I change my focus and let go of what no longer serves my highest good, I create space for greater fulfillment in my life. I agree. Uh, yeah, it is. Yeah. 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 Nope. That's true. Yeah. yeah you know, I, I'm kind of at a crossroad at something I'm working on. So, okay. so, so that makes sense. Does that resonate for yeah. you? And that's what happens. So that's why when people come to my 
my meditations or my sessions, they're like, holy shit, <laughs> did that just happen? And I'm like, yep. <laughs> because you can't make this shit up. Yeah. It just, it is what it is. I don't always have the, all the answers, but energy is energy. Yeah. Um, and the book, is that Equalescence? Yeah. So, you know, throughout my whole journey, I've collaborated with beautiful souls to create other creations. Mm. And early on in my um, spiritual journey, as you would say, I partnered up with a beautiful friend, Dawn Sinclair. And together we did a lot of healing. And it was through that healing we we saw each other beyond the masks that people put on to protect themselves. Mm. And that's what gave us the courage to kind of go out there and explore more of who we are. Mm -hmm. And it was through that journey, uh, we would spend hours together, just be like, we have to do something. We have to create something. Mm. Uh, just talking. And a lot of the conversations were centered around self. Mm. And so after a trip to Costa Rica, I took a trip to Costa Rica, um, It was in May of 2016. I came back fundamentally different. Uh -huh. I had two sessions with two shamanic healers. Mm -hmm. And I just, it was different. And then Dawn had a very, Dawn Sinclair had a very unique experience in her meditation. And then three weeks later, self was channeled and written. And when she first read uh, the story to me, I had goosebumps. Wow. And I was like, holy shit, this is huge. Whatever this is, it's big. Mm. And it was like she heard the whispers of my soul and sang it back to me, like everything that we had talked about and that we had felt she was able to articulate in this book. Nervous. So it's like she's the mom and I'm the dad. It's, kind of, it's like I was the energetic sperm to this, to this creation. <laughs> and she happened to birth it. But, uh, which is why it's a collaboration. But yeah. we didn't know how to explain that at the time because everyone's uh, like, oh, who's the author and who's the illustrator? And it's like, well, Dawn Sinclair is, but it's our creation. Mm. And this is when you really start to understand energy. Yeah. And when you start collaborating. Um, and uh, I'm not sure what it was. This is a singing bowl. Would you like to hear it? Yes. Okay, so if you want to bring it around. With the, with the thing? No, nope, oh, nope, that's the fine. Yeah, so I use the bowls. I either play the bowls, and sometimes I put them on people. to start. On? Yeah, so okay. if somebody feels really stuck with something, especially in the abdomen region, a lot of... Uh, a lot of women in our in our womb area, we carry a lot of shame and guilt, mm. and they're You know, the truth be told, there's just a lot of um, sexual trauma that's locked in there for women. Mm. And it's not just from this lifetime. It's from many lifetimes because we carry seven generations in our DNA. Mm. So we're not only carrying our own energy, but that of our mothers and our grandmothers and great grandmothers. Mm -hmm. uh, so whatever happened to them, just just through, you know, being born through a womb, we inherit as well. Mm -hmm. So that's called ancestral or generational healing, which I do as well. So the singing bowl can either be played like this. And you just kind of let it play out and linger. And I have multiple bowls, so I'll just create like a, an intuitive sound play. Or I'll place it on a body, mm -hmm. see if it holds there, and I'll just let the vibration work through 
the body and then the energy starts to move and then the release will start to happen. Mm. Yeah. But I guess on one hand, it's kind of cool that you can see all, I'll drop it, uh, that you can see all, all these things. But on the other hand, it's so much responsibility though. Mm hmm. But I don't see it as a responsibility. And mm. this is where it is. It's like when you start to live in your truth mm. and you follow your natural rhythms, everything becomes effortless. Like I live my life and I just flow. It's mm. hard to put into words, but it's just effortless. So when I work with people, I've heard some messed up things, mm-hmm. things that, you know, could actually imprint on me but i don't hold on to it because i know it's not mine Mm. i am not a sponge i am um, an empath so what i do is like when i work with people and i do a scan i will feel where they're blocked in my body Mm. but it comes as a hit so it's very quick i'm just like ooh, there's like something pulling at my throat it's almost like something sharp and they're like oh my god my throat hurts and i'm like Mm. okay so we'll start there And then, you know, just like a jaguar kind of hunts and tracks, Mm. I use jaguar medicine to track the energy blocks. Mm. So I utilize, you know, animal energy spirits as well to help Mm. me to to work with me, as well as archangels and, you know, guides. There's a whole other world out there if people are curious or wanting to learn more. We don't walk this earth alone. Mm. You know, that would be really egocentric of us to think that we're the only ones here having an experience. <laughs> so um, before we end with the Oracle card, I want you to tell me about love and what's it? Love and love spoken here. Love spoken here. Yes. yes thank you for reminding me. So I, I'm collaborating again with another friend, Sarah. And love spoken here is a platform that we created last September where we do uh, we go live every second Monday. And mm. so we're going live this Monday. And it's on our Instagram page and Facebook. And then we upload the videos to YouTube for later. Mm. And we just talk about real shit. Yeah. So it's real stories, real healing, um, and then we bring guests on. But the whole premise behind it is love. Mm-hmm. Love is a very powerful energy, and it's something that a lot of people have a different perspective on based on how it's been given to them or how it's been received. Mm-hmm. And so what we want to do is just bring a deeper awareness that um, you know it's okay that we've gone through things, but the only way that we can move beyond them Mm. is with love. Mm. You know, hate can meet hate, but it will always be hate. Yeah. Pain will always be pain, but if you meet it with more pain, it's going to stay pain. Mm. So it's when we really start to radically shift. And this is why we call it, call it the self love revolution. Mm. When you really start to bring that awareness back into yourself and start to take responsibility that mm-hmm. you can start to take your power back and heal and move into, you know, a better space in your life. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Profound. Okay. So, so yeah, yeah. We'll open the, we'll open the card okay. now. I'm, I'm sorry if this was really deep for you. How are you <laughs> I know I get really serious, but also really fun and light too. <laughs> How are you doing? <laughs> no, no. I mean, and the thing is, why I didn't answer that was because then it would become a thing and yeah. and we could talk about that once the camera is off yeah. and and it's like, with the release series it's like 
a lot of things are happening mm-hmm. and it's like okay 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 so yeah so the camera is gonna go off and then we'll talk okay. <laughs> sounds good but overall like you're you feel okay yeah yeah i'm yeah. great perfect so before we started i was just holding the oracle deck and i was when i choose a card i'm asking for the energy and you know what what's the best message that needs to be shared mm-hmm. and whatever card flips out that's the message okay so this is fractal energy art so i don't know when you see that what kind of comes up for you can i not say yeah absolutely okay. Okay. you don't have to say <laughs> but the so card number four and i didn't read it okay. i didn't look but so this is kind of the energy of what happened here today gotcha. and it's ascension your energetic field is in a state of change and expansion You have begun to vibrate at higher levels as your consciousness moves more in alignment with your higher self. You are one of the forerunners working towards ascension to raise the consciousness of the planet. Mm. The changes you are experiencing are not always comfortable, but they are necessary for your continued growth. The true beauty of your soul is beginning to show, and it has a positive and uplifting effect on others. There you go. Uh, Yeah, no, I'm not going to follow that with anything i'm just gonna say thank you for coming in today and uh i can't wait for the hundred people meditation thing i'm excited too and i really hope uh that if people are interested in meditation or any form of uh looking deeper within themselves that they show up and see what happens you know what the whole thing that i'm not you know why i'm not speaking up is because i mean with the release with the card the things that I'd like to talk about, but but uh, you know, if you are skeptical, is I think if you are skeptical, it's even better for you because you actually go with an open mind. Let me see, That's see what right. is happening. So it's something I think people should check out. Absolutely, and you know, I believe that different people with different beliefs should come and experience something because that is what life is. Mm. So just because this is my truth and this is the path that I walk. Mm. Um, it doesn't mean that it's for everybody and it doesn't mean that it's somebody else's truth. Mm-hmm. We all have to learn to respect that we're all different and that we all have different belief systems. Yeah. That's what's going to create like harmony on the planet. It's, you know, not trying to get everybody to think the way you think. That's a dictatorship. <laughs> we're, we're living in a time where everyone should feel free to be who they truly are. Because yeah. each one of us has a very unique gift. Yeah. And when we allow that gift to come forward, that's when we can create such a colorful, vibrant, diverse planet, which is what our whole experience should be. Agree. Okay, thank you very much. You're welcome. This is the Blackout Podcast. for listening.